it's another edition of what we call State of the Cats, where we bring in a fellow media member who covers the Florida Panthers into the show. And today we'll be talking with Aaron Brown of the Hockey News on the recent skit of the Florida Panthers and what is to come on today's edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome in to this Monday, February 28th edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. I'm Armando Velez from PantherParkway.com. You can follow me on Twitter at Monoman12. Follow the show account on Twitter at LO underscore FLA Panthers. You can also follow the national show Locked On NHL and the Crosscheck NHL show with Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark. will be covering all the regular season activities around the National Hockey League. So every so often we do the State of the Cats uh, editions of Locked On Panthers like I teased earlier. Today on the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, we have Aaron Brown of the Hockey News to talk about what's been going on with the Florida Panthers as of late. So Aaron, thank you so much for coming on the show. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. Glad to be chatting with you about this. Unfortunately, right now it's in the middle of the Florida Panthers uh, coming off a little bit of a skid right now. Um, Really strange how this Panthers team won three on the road to start this second half, quote unquote, half of the season. And now they return home with all the confidence in the world and just the the tires kind of just blow up on them. Yeah, I mean, it, it's funny. Uh, I was looking last night. I was at, uh, yesterday. Uh, yesterday's game, Edmonton. Yeah. What day is it? What year is it? Um, yeah. I, I mean, I was looking it up because uh, they haven't had many three game losing streaks. I mean, regulation. I, I, we, they don't have a lot of regulation losses, so they don't really have a lot. And excuse my, uh, we've got a state of the cats here, right? Okay. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, they, this is only the second time that they've had a three-game losing streak and, and regulation losses. And if you look back to when the previous one was, it was when the you know the COVID crisis kind of hit. So you know, you take those games. You 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 know, the last losing streak. I I just you know I tossed that out the window immediately because it's not really representative of you know their their situation. Uh, their you know their roster. I mean, their roster was decimated. I realized that first game was, um, uh, you know, just Lomberg was on the list at that point. But, I mean, think of all the things that we've had to go through the last two years when we think we've been exposed or not. So it's not like these guys are, you know, Superman and, and you know, were able to avoid kryptonite. They were probably going through some chaotic situations themselves, uh, understandably. Uh, so so that just that whole last one I throw out this one this this to me is a typical in season gonna have some hiccups for whatever reason uh it could be totally uh just you know just everyone's off their game just the slightest bit maybe there's a little too much confidence um 
I don't want to say that they're they're overconfident. I don't think that's the right word to describe them as. But I think Brunette put it put it best yesterday, saying like we've kind of gotten spoiled playing at home, always having success at home, always being able to score at home. Um, so I, I think it's just you know your typical midseason rut, and everyone's going to have them. The best teams are going to have them. So uh, what's good uh, good for Florida at least is that. They have uh, today today off. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, we're doing this Sunday. So uh, they had Sunday off. Uh, they're going to be practicing this week. Uh, that's plenty of time to kind of get get things uh, looked at and video, uh, get some practice on the ice. Uh, and then what's nice is the three games they have after that are going to be against teams that are really not deep in the playoff race. So now you get that chance to test your fixes. Uh, you're probably going to have some hungry teams coming in thinking that they can upset Florida, but it's, it's, it's shaping up. If that, if you were going to have a bad stretch, this is a, this is the right place to do it. I think. Mm -hmm. And I think of like what the Florida Panthers have done in these last three games, they really did it all against non-starting goaltenders. Um, you see the first game against Nashville. Riddick is the backup. Um, JF Berube is starting um, a, a journeyman uh, goalie. And then um, and then uh, Miko Koskinen for the Edmonton Oilers, who was called out by his ex-coach before him getting fired. And just the shot advantage for Florida, they're out shooting the opposition per game by 20. 166 to 106 in this three-game losing streak. And Jameson Olive also pre um, presented the scoring chances at five-on-five, five, 83 to 57. And what what do you think is – do you think it's more of what's going on at the other end or just goalies adjusting to what the Florida Panthers are doing? Uh, probably a little bit of both. I would have to think that when you're scoring as much as they score – uh, you know, they're, they're 50 plus games into the season. There's plenty of tape that can, you know, you can go over, start seeing these patterns, um, you know, tendencies, those sort of things. Um, and, and I think that, you know, just along the way that they get a target on their back, right. You know, once you're, you know, above the person you were playing, <laughs> um, you know, it's just, you, you go in with a little bit more fire and, and I think we're, you can say that that was definitely seen was when they played Seattle, they've lost to them twice, you know, an expansion team and, you know, everyone mocks, Oh, this shouldn't happen, but no, it's actually like prime situation to happen. Right. Uh, I think a lot of people forget that the year that the Panthers came into the league, they, you know, they, they uh, won all their games against the, uh, you know, Stanley cup champs um, in, in Montreal. So or the defending cup champs. So it happens. Right. Um, I think probably what they need to do is just, yeah, tighten up on defense, get back to doing the simple things, you know, don't, don't try to do too much, uh, in, in terms of your back end. Uh, the other thing is just don't break up that third line. You can't break up the second line who gets that first, that first slot, you know, right wing top, top line. Um, I think it may seem stupid to even be talking about that, but that's that's kind of where they're at. Find find someone who clicks there uh, because those other two lines are just they've been phenomenal all season. And 
Um, you know, th there are things to work on, but I think it's just, they literally just need to kind of hit reset, get some rest, um, you know, regroup. These next three days are going to be really, really key for that. And um, I don't think there's really reason to be in a panic mode. I mean, let's be honest. When was the last time anyone said the Florida Panthers are in first place 50 games into the season? They're mm -hmm. in good shape, guys. <laughs> uh, they're in pretty good shape. Yes, they got to fix some things, but they're in, they're in good shape and they, they have some time to, to fix uh, what, what ails them. Mm -hmm. And you mentioned, and I like what you mentioned about the middle six um, with the, with this team is like, you don't want to move what's going on with the middle six and that the, the biggest issue, if you want to call it that is the, is the right wing spot. And coach, coach Brunette have tried, has tried Bamman. He tried Marchment just recently. Um, tried even Frank Vetrano, uh, who's been uh, like scratched more more times this year than he has in the last few years for, from and now and and now it, it's weird to say but isn't it isn't it like crazy to think that is like that is the biggest maybe problem on the roster as far as the forward groups at least yeah kind of shot like whoever thought that that with the depth that they have that we'd be talking about, Oh, they need to find someone for that, that first line. Mm -hmm. And you know what? I think it's a, it's a really excellent problem. And, and this was something that I noticed uh, in the Edmonton game, you had the Barkov line going against uh, McDavid makes sense. You had the, um, you had the, the Uberto Bennett declare line going against the dry side line makes sense okay so you've countered those top two threats well where did all the scoring come from right not those two guys right um so i think that you know i was a little surprised that marshman got bumped up because i thought well at least you know regardless of who's on that right side you still have to defend barkov verhage is still a threat that second line still have to defend that second line that the reason the third line i think gets or ha is having so much success is because most teams just do not have a line that can counter than that third line as well. You know, it, it, where do you put all your assets? Do you put them just on Barkov, just on Huberto, just on those two? So what does that leave? You know, so so that's why, yeah, I'm a little. It's like okay, I don't really know about getting Marchman up. I know you want to spark that line. I know you want to get more out of the Barkov line, but at the same time, you have a line that could definitely be a first line in a number of locations. Um, you know, with with Reinhardt. Lundell, um, you know, now Marchman, Marchman's getting attention too. So it's clicking, mm. not broken. Don't fix it. You know? <laughs> so, um, the, yeah, the solution I think has, has to just come from somewhere else, you know, mm. uh, just, you know, you, you need to be able to balance, uh, those, those first two lines. And then that third is going to be very, very hard for any coach to, to balance against. Yeah. And the fact that, uh, points per 60 minutes the leading um the um the person who leads that stat is mason marchman he's doing it on, in a middle six role mm -hmm. and just he brings it every single shift that he has and it's just when you when you're doing that and pairing it with a rookie and someone who we can call we can call sam reinhardt a veteran at this point oh in yeah, his career. yeah and what he's what he's been able to do i mean he just gotten his first fight uh the other day too so that is a big uh, spark to this Florida Panthers roster. And definitely 
like you said, definitely no no need to panic for 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 this Florida Panthers team and what and very positive that they, this team could definitely um, get out of the skid that they're in. Yeah, and and someone was uh, bringing up the other day, um, you know, about well, you just don't see teams like Tampa Bay do this. That's right, but Tampa Bay has also won two cups, and and it, as good as the Panthers are doing this year, remember they're still learning. This is still an experience for them, right? Um, they 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 have to keep this up. You know, for for years we were saying they have to play a full sixty. Okay, well now we have to get them to play a full eighty-two at plus. We'll just say plus sixteen wins, right? There's that's that's what you got to get out of them. So um, they're in a good spot. The 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 timing of this is is good it's better than the, it happening in the middle of a road trip right where you're Agreed. the west like the west coast trip coming up it's better that this is happening now with a four days of a break to kind of hit reset um then then when you don't have really the time to practice and get on the ice get in a little bit of routine um enjoy the beautiful weather that sort of thing so. <laughs> for sure uh and the cats definitely some of the players definitely did enjoy the beautiful weather as four florida panthers players were actually at the final round of the honda classic uh today in palm beach garden so yeah they're definitely taking advantage of their uh four days off but in the next segment we're going to do a little bit of a different topic talking about the florida panthers and maybe a game they could participate in uh in the future but first we're going to tell you all about built bar and it's that it's that time of year when i've given up all all my new year's resolutions but not this year i'm sticking to my resolution to eat right thanks to built bar it almost feels like it's not really a resolution because i actually enjoy eating them have you tried the puffs if you haven't you're missing out on one of built bar's best tasting bars puffs are a fan favorite with some incredible flavors yummy cinnamony churro coconut marshmallow banana cream pie so good these are going to be your favorite low calorie high protein replace your candy bars with these they are better. A typical candy bar can be anywhere from two to 300 calories. Compare that to a candy bar that usually has 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. At Built Bar, they're all about taste, and they make it taste delicious first. They figure out how to make it healthy, and I don't know how, but they pull it off every time. Go to built.com and use promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. Second segment here on the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. Thank you for making the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast your first listen today. And for your next listen, check out the Lockdown Now podcast. It's nightly recaps of every NHL game with analysis from your, your local experts. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. So Armando Velez, I got Aaron Brown of the Hockey News here on the second segment, continuing this conversation on the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast of the state of the cats. But we want to go in a little bit of a different direction um in this segment and talk about the florida panthers possibly participating in a stadium series game um if any of you guys happen to watch any hockey after the saturday afternoon game against the edmonton oilers um nhl fans had an opportunity to watch the stadium series game between the tampa bay lightning and the national predators uh two sub southeastern teams going at it and aaron this gives me hope that this sport can really grow in a region that we live in and where this sport is more popular, of course, in the north, northeastern part of the U.S. and in Canada. But let's talk a little bit about the Florida Panthers possibly making, um, 
possibly having a stadium series game and Carolina is hosting one next year. What are the chances that the Florida Panthers will be designated as that road team to face off against Carolina? I wasn't expecting that question. Mm. <laughs> that would be pretty awesome. Um, I, I think it's really going to come down to, um, in part, let, let's see how far they go. I, I think that uh, one of the things you'll notice, a lot of um, a lot of teams that get the invites to those aren't necessarily just northern teams. You look at like Nashville, Tampa Bay, they're teams that have had a lot of recent, recent success um, at least in the stadium series, not winter classic, not heritage classic. I, I'm talking about the non-traditional markets, right? So uh, an outdoor game is is very much ex- it, it is very expensive to put on. Obviously, the NHL bought its own ice truck several years ago. Um, it's it's an invest it's an investment they made, but it's still costly. So um, as far as the Panthers getting there, I think that they need to I think get more on the radar across the league. I know we've had that discussion for a very long time that a lot of people just don't pay attention to them. Um, I can tell you they are starting to pay attention. So that's, that's a good thing. It's also helpful that they do score a lot because they're an exciting team uh, to watch in that regard. So they're, they're definitely pluses. I think right now, obviously the focus is going to be on the, the all-star game, rightfully so they get it back after the whole, uh, COVID fiasco uh, in 2020. Uh, so, so that's, that's a good start. I think that, uh, you know, Florida's proven they can host events before no big deal. The outdoor games is going to be a little bit more because you do have to find, you know, the right matchup. Um, Carolina, one, one nice thing is that Carolina has uh, always been a rivalry uh, from the days of the diving flags. So yes, there's definitely rivalry there. That's a good thing. The other thing is uh, with the past two seasons, they've, well, maybe not last season for Florida, but, but they're good teams to watch. They're among the, the league's best. Um, so I think it's, I, I would be surprised if they're not on the radar. Um, but I think that there's still just a little bit more having to prove that they would draw an audience that, I think the league, the the, um, the the networks, the broadcast right holders expect, you know. Mm. Uh, but I, I think that it's seeing the Panthers get picked up on uh, ESPN, Hulu, TNT. Uh, that's something that maybe at the start of the season they weren't getting that attention, and now as some of these games are being rescheduled, they are. So mm. I think that's a good uh, that's a good thing. It gets them more on the radar. People see they're an exciting team to watch. It's it's a plus. So yeah, I think that I would hope they're on the list. I have no no information whether they are or are not. Um, but but it could. I think it could be a, a great matchup to to see mm. next year. If they meet in the conference finals, it has to definitely be a consideration for sure. I, yeah, I think so. I think that's yeah. I think that's a really good assessment because that's that's something that's going to create a lot of drama in the conference finals. And then when if you know you have that rematch. Mm-hmm. Um, next year outdoors, that would be a lot of fun. Yeah. And also something we were discussing over text message that we want to bring on to the podcast. If for some reason, the Florida Panthers happen, happen to host the game, which is when you think about the state of Florida, thinking about hosting the game, a big hypothetical we'll be talking about here. 
do you think it'd be hosted in a place like Hard Rock Stadium where the Dolphins play? Or do you think it'd be hosted in a place like Marlins Park or Lone Depot Park? I'd rather go with Marlins Park than yeah. Mm. <laughs> no, I think I think it's from a logistic standpoint. Um Perfect example. Right now, it is literally raining outside of my house. I'm, I'm maybe like five, ten minutes away from the arena. So, um, you know, if you're in South Florida, you know that it can, you know, pour from the sky at any moment. So, obviously, rain would be a big, big problem. Uh, and temperatures have been warm. Uh, it, it seemed like a pretty warm February. That That's usually, I think, a time, at least historically, looking at numbers, late January, early February to get some colder temperatures. Um, but I think they'd have to do it in uh, Marlins Park if they did it or or somewhere much further up, um, either somewhere in Orlando, uh, if they were going to do it with Tampa Bay. I would assume, why would you not have a stadium series with this this rivalry, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but, I would, but if you're going to have it in Miami, I think you kind of have to have it at, at Marlins Stadium because at least – at least you can close it up if you suddenly plan the dates and find out it's going to be 80 degrees out. Okay, close the roof, crank up the AC, run the dehumidifiers, and pray that the ice holds. Because um, they have to it get has it to be at night. Has to be well, but then what do you do about the humidity at night? Because oh. you, you keep the <laughs> yeah right right. So, it's I think it's a challenge, and I think with the globe global situation, global warming, climate change, whatever you want to say, you know, I think it's becoming more of a challenge, but, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I I would, I would think that the other thing, why, you know, the Panthers, the lightning would have to just be at the top of their game. Kind of like, you know, we were just saying, you know, are you a team that's succeeding? Are people going to watch you? Um, you, you would just absolutely, you need that. You need that kind of guarantee because if, you can't have that game canceled. And, <laughs> and then also it's um, it's just, it's probably going to be, if it's expensive to do it in Nashville or any other site, I imagine there's going to be some extra costs uh, for Florida. Like I said, just, you know, if you do have to keep it in inside um, it can be a stadium series game, right? doesn't necessarily have to be outdoors. It's in a stadium, mm. um, but you're going to have to get the humidity down. And yeah, in the, af- in the evening, it's going to be like, gonna walk outside and pick them up yeah that's a challenge but let's talk about what kind of what kind of uniforms do you would you like to see uh if they if they if the panthers are in fact the home team or even if they're the road team oh well like like you mean like the retro jersey kind of deal like a new jersey What, what kind of what kind of thing would you like to see out of that if they were if they were to do one like miami vice or something like that I think you'd have to save the, the Miami Vice look for a game that, for all we know, we, will never happen. In terms of like a Miami Marlins Park-based game, I think you have to save like, uh, you know, the, the the Vice look for that the Heat have. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, that they're pulling from the Miami Arena, the, the old logo. I think that would be really cool uh, mm-hmm. to do that, especially if they're going back to Miami. Um Maybe something with with rats, even. I think that I don't oh. know. I'm not an artist or anything, but that would that would be another cool thing to bring back if if you have a Miami game. If they're somewhere else, I think you just go with kind of a maybe the retro look, maybe something more, um, you know, from from the early '90s. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of 
other than right at this moment, the best time in their history. So play off that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you mentioned retro. Um, there's rumors saying that the NHL could go back to retro jerseys for part of the season next year. And really excited to see those jerseys definitely come back for the Panthers. I don't know if there's any confirmation, but there's just been discussions with the league um, from what I've seen. And, and, and it's funny you bring that up because that could be kind of a, a sign that maybe they are on the list for the outdoor game mm. because those, those games always have, I mean, the Bolts had a unique Jersey Nashville had their unique Jersey. They always do that. Right. It's, it's, you know, what can we sell on top of having to put this rink outside? You know uh, we need to put the bill on this. So what can we do to make up some of the costs? Jerseys are going to be it, right. More marketing. So um, so who knows? Maybe it's not just maybe the Panthers aren't rumored to be getting a third jersey because everyone's getting a third jersey. Maybe they know they need a third jersey because something's going on. Again, no clue. <laughs> not aware of anything. If there is no, nothing more than what you're you're saying or what I've come across, which I don't I don't take as 100 percent. So, yeah, you know, mm -hmm. Yeah, that would definitely be fun. But we're going to transition over to the next segment where we would talk about this four-day layoff for the Florida Panthers before facing off against the Ottawa Senators on Thursday. But first, we're going to tell you all about Bet Online. And football might be over this season, but basketball has been full steam for both pro and college leagues. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land, BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC. Head to the website today and use your mobile device to learn about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. Third and final segment here on the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. Thank you for making the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. Armando Velez, I got Aaron Brown of the Hockey News on the show today. And I kind of, in a way, look at this game on the calendar. And part of me, even though I'm not personally on the ice playing this game like the players are, I, I, it's, it's kind of a game I got, I have circled in a way because of just the absolute beat down that this team got back in December, December 14th, to be exact. Um, Spencer Knight gives up eight goals in, in that one. He's not pulled because there was apparent injuries to Sergei Bobrovsky that was never confirmed. Um, but, but looking at that game, looking at, Ottawa coming into town. I mean, they're not going to have Drake Batherson, who's who is having a career year before that horrific injury. And if you're in that if you're in that locker room, what do you think is the mindset of the players coming into this game against Ottawa? I I think what you were saying before about the beatdown, I can see where. I don't know if we were at the start of last week, having this discussion, you okay, there are going to be some emotions. Maybe you want to make sure that, you know, you know, you're kind of earning your respect. You're not, you're not going to get beat down again. Um, I'm not saying go out and, you know, pummel them uh, themselves, but you know, you're, you're going to want to have some emotion for that game. Now with this three game, these three game skid, I don't know if that's the best 
thing to go in. I, I, I don't think going in with emotion or a lot of emotion is going to be a good thing. I think that really where they're at, again, these next three days, focus on the fundamentals, go back to doing what was, you know, getting you to this point to begin with, go back to whatever was working, um, you know, to where you could score, you know, fix those problems. Um, does it help that they're going to get a team that beat the crap out of them last time they played? Uh, yeah, <laughs> that'll help. But but I don't think that they want to be so emotional about it that they um, get everything they're going to, they say they're going to be working on over the next three days. I don't think you want to go work on everything, get it fine-tuned, and then go in with so much emotion where you forget what you were trying to accomplish in the first place. So in a way, it's actually also, I think, a good just out of the, you know, out of the box kind of matchup um, simply because it's also going to have to get them to kind of keep that emotion in check, uh, really focus on getting things right. Uh, and that's something they need to build on for the playoffs. I, I, I've joked around if this, if this, if this team doesn't make the playoffs at this point, they need to destroy the arena. <laughs> there is, it is cursed. It is cursed at this point if that's what happens. So that's why I think like at this point, these these last games, um, you know, make sure you are tuned to go into that that postseason. And this is a good spot. I think they've had a lot of checks. Um, if you follow me on Twitter, sometimes you, you'll see me say, oh, this is a game where they need to prove X. Right. And then at the end, they prove it. They get the little green check mark. So this, I think, is one where they keep their emotions in check, show that when they need to write the ship, they absolutely can, that they're focused on doing that. And I think that that's going to be something that uh, down the road when, you know, when it really, really matters, they can look back at that moment and say, hey, you know what? We just have to remember what we did during those three days. Remember what we did in that Ottawa game. That's what we got to do here. So I think that this is a really good uh, building block as this team is succeeding, but still learning. Mm -hmm. And you mentioned right at the top of the show, the losing streaks, um, that only the last one was when the Panthers were going through their whole COVID crisis. And this was the, this was the first game of, when everything was starting to go down, Lomberg yeah. was the first one. And then that very next one, the, the game against the Kings was really the, the, the one where they had really no chance to, because of how depleted they were. I, and I, and it, it I hate putting those words out there when, when you're putting up an NHL team, but with that many players down, it, it really, it, it was just, that one was just hard to watch the Kings one, but mm -hmm. They're, they also had a losing streak, a four-game losing streak, but they were able to get a few points out of it. They they had um, they had one in Pittsburgh, um, like early November, and then they got one against Tampa. So they found ways to keep it close. Mm -hmm. Like this most recent one, with the exception of Edmonton, was multiple times down by two in, in mm -hmm. this one, and that's the that's just the unfamiliar territory that we haven't seen. And the thing is not the those last losing streaks quite a few players were hurt this time around you have the majority of the roster still intact so honestly as weird as this sounds you're kind of i'm kind of glad that they're going through a losing streak while at full strength so that mm -hmm. they can have the opportunity to come back to the rink and work on their uh, like you said fundamentals 
Absolutely. I, th I think you have to be, I, again, I know that they are, this is one of the best seasons they've had in team history. I get, I get that. But at the same time, um, they're not, they're not a two-time defending cup champ. They haven't won a cup. They have to win a playoff series, right? Like there is a long road ahead. Like just because they're a first place team in the Atlantic right now does not mean that they, um, they're going to plow through everyone and, and, you know, 16, 16 and 0 in the playoffs, right? There is still a lot to, to learn, to fix, uh, to fine tune, um, to, to bolster even things that may be in good shape. You know, how do you, how do you just make sure that it's not falling off? So there's a lot still to be done. There's a lot of time. They're in a position to be able to work on that as well. Um, and I don't just mean in, in practice, but you know, in the games, they have some room to, to spare. Um, I think at the very start of the season, I don't remember whose show I said it on. I said, if they're in the two to three spot, when this is all over, that is fine. That's good, right? Even if they clinch early, you don't want to wear everyone out before you get to the postseason. You know, I, I would not be surprised if you see kind of what Tampa Bay did at the end of last year. Remember, everyone was excited about, oh, they beat P Tampa back to back. Tampa was resting a lot of guys, right? Mm -hmm. So if they have that luxury, um, you know, with a month to go, they, they absolutely should take advantage of that, right? That play the games, um, you know, to, to count, but you want to make sure that you're rested up for the games that truly do count. Look at some of the Detroit teams in, in the 90s. Yes, they had, you know, first place awesome teams, but after a while, remember, what was it, 22 straight years they made the playoffs? Detroit knew you didn't have to get the number one seed every year, right? Mm -hmm. If you got a two or a three, you're still in good shape. Um, you know, it's for the long haul, not, you know, one trophy. Ask Tampa Bay from a few years ago how that worked out for them. Mm -hmm. So, you know. <laughs> yeah, and I think about, I think about as well of the most recent Stanley Cup champions um, of how they had to lose a lot before winning. Like Tampa, we, the most mm -hmm. obvious example is that sweep of Columbus to Tampa Bay just three years ago. Yeah. I think of the gap between, Sidney Crosby's first cup and his before he won back to back again, mm -hmm. Ovi as mm -hmm. well. You they had to go through a little bit of losing, but they were consistently winning. A lot of those teams were consistently winning playoff series. Even if the Florida Panthers just win one, of course, a lot of us want them to go all the way. But even if even if they win one or even two, like this has just gone to show that this is just something that they'll be at it and just climbing each, each season to saying, Hey, even if we fall short here, we're still going to have an opportunity to go at it every year. And then one of these years, it'll be that, that run that these teams previously had to go through. Yeah. And, and it's not to say that they can't do it this year. I, right. I think just, I think the reality is, is that in, in any, um, in any team's development, you know, to win a championship, there's, there's a lot that goes into it. Um, you know, it's not just, you know, winning and beating everybody by six and scoring a billion goals and, you know, and, and the good thing for Florida is they've shown 
that they can they can blow you out of the water. They can also have the game where they come from behind and beat you. And then they've also shown more recently, not this past week, but they've also shown more recently that if you if you get into that two one three two game, they can play that as well. So there's definitely uh, versatility, and I think every time again they check off one of those kind of challenges, it just bolsters them for the next time. I, I don't think there's any like crisis of confidence. I think, you know, Barkov was really good about that yesterday saying like, we're not panicked. You know, we just know we have to rest, recharge, kind of, you know, make sure we're doing the right things. It's, it's the little details. That's all they just need to get back to doing. And, and you know what, it, it's something when you probably do win all the time, when you do score as much as they're, they're scoring. Um, I think it's easy to get a little overconfident and, and again, as, as coach Burnett said, spoiled. Uh, and so it's, it's good. It's a good, uh, it's a good point for them to just kind of have that reality check that, Hey guys, it's not going to be this easy. Make sure, you know, those little details are being paid attention to. They do make a difference. They see that now and they know what to work on. It would be a lot different if they were saying, we have no idea what to do. We have no idea what to fix. You know, they, mm -hmm. there's, there's, there are things there um, to work on plenty of time. Mm -hmm. Years past, we would see a three game losing streak turn into more of that. And I don't see a reason to believe that it'll extend too far for the, for this team. So that's, that's one thing at least that I can see this team definitely responding um, to even if they lose on Thursday, definitely one they could pick right back up even on Saturday against Detroit. We're going to have maybe we might have a dis different discussion co come Thursday night. But, hey, it, it just depends really how they lose if they do. But it, it but even how they win if they do come up with a victory, is it going to be a comeback win? Is it going to be something that a high-scoring affair like we saw um, Toronto and Detroit the other day, like up mm -hmm. by a lot of goals? And then a comeback attempt. You you just never know what you're gonna get out of it. And every every like you said, checking the boxes. Every team is going to have different situations. How mm -hmm. do you respond to each different situation? And that that is what I'm really looking forward to um, in not only these next four days, but closing out the closing out the um, homestand and then having a little bit of a Northeastern trip right before heading out West. So Aaron, I want to thank you for uh, coming on to this episode of the lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. It was nice discussing you about where the Panthers are now and definitely some, and some stadium series conversation here. So for everyone listening to the show, tell everyone where they can follow you online. Just uh, at ringside on Twitter and uh, keep an eye on uh, the hockey news. Cause I feel like I've been getting uh, one every other issue. Uh, and yeah, that's that's where uh, I, I'll, I always share uh, any stories that are published on, on my Twitter account. So that would be a good place to start. Yeah, definitely follow her there, there ladies and gentlemen. She'll definitely be uh, pushing out content, um, definitely, especially as we get closer to the postseason. But thank you, everybody, for listening to this edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. We'll come back to you tomorrow to discuss more about what's been going on at practice uh, for the Panthers in between uh, this four-day layoff for the Cats. But in the meantime, 
If you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to the podcast so you'll be notified every single time the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast jumps into your podcast feed. Make sure to subscribe to Locked On NHL and the Crosscheck NHL show with Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark. We'll be covering all the regular season activities around the National Hockey League. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. And for your second listen of the day, make sure to listen to today's episode of Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Host Steel Rodan and Flip Livingstone help you become the expert of your fantasy league. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. So I'm Armando Velez with Aaron Brown. And you've been listening to Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Where's your team? Every day. <laughs>